What's up, guys? Welcome to our Counterculture Podcast. My name is Jamie, and to my right is our indefatigable worship That's leader. That's me. Joel, together we want to motivate the church to influence the culture with the kingdom of God by applying a biblical worldview to every single topic. Mm-hmm. Amen. Should we subscribe? <laughs> yeah, we should. We should subscribe. Is that yours? No, mine? that's yours. Oh, that's mine. All <laughs> right. Uh, okay, good. Well, and uh, so everybody, don't forget to subscribe to our Freedom Church new, uh, NJ YouTube channel. And wherever you listen to podcasts, mm-hmm. leave a comment on what you thought. and Or if you have a topic you'd like to mm-hmm. uh, uh, like us to address. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we, we'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you say. Oh, no, here you, say, you go. Actually, I forgot to put this. You say, Joel, how you doing? And Joel, how you doing, Joel? I'm good. I'm feeling a little uh, fatigable, <laughs> but I appreciate the encouragement <laughs> here at 11 o'clock on uh, Friday night. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, I'm doing well, though. I awesome. feel actually pretty good. So awesome. I'm excited good. to get into our uh, topic today because it's, it's, it's not from the series that we've been doing at Counterculture, actually. Yeah. Well, we so, switched it up a little bit. Yeah. So... Yeah, we've been doing the um, the biblical citizenship in modern America, which has been a great series, and we've been having a ton of great discussions uh, on our Friday night uh, counterculture um, classes. But uh, we had we were brainstorming, me and Jamie, and uh, thinking um, if we keep doing podcasts every week on this topic that we're doing the uh, the DVDs with, um, it's going to be a little bit repetitive because right. it goes over a lot of the same the same things. So we were thinking, what can we do to, you know, spice it up and keep it fresh for uh, the, the podcast, fresh for, for all of our uh, listeners. So we thought we would uh, every week take uh, a different topic, something that me and Jamie have either wanted to discuss on the podcast or um, have been thinking about, you know, in our day to day lives to be able to um, to bring up uh, yeah. as a podcast. Or, or even so. that we had gone over in the past. Yeah. That in we, counterculture. Before we were doing You know, podcast. like it is a counterculture catch up. It is. That's true. Point. It's from two and, years ago. And it's a react, you know, kind yeah. of thing. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is uh, the subject tonight is great. Yeah. I love And this. a different uh, format than usual because right. we'll be watching the video instead of watching the video during the class and then react and then talking about it. We're actually going to be reacting to it live. Uh, with you guys. Oh, man. So, yeah, that'll be really exciting. So we'll have the video up on the screen uh, as we are watching it. So a little bit of a different format, but uh, we're hip like that, you know? We're hip. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in... He's hip. No, I'm in... Um, uh, <laughs> Come on, son. <laughs> Indefatigable. Indefatigable. Okay. Indefatigable. I'm skinny. <laughs> no, that's in the fat. In the fat. In the fat. In the fat. Um, anywho, so uh, before before we get into that, uh, I want to let you know about our sponsors that are not really sponsors, but we call them sponsors. <laughs> Beware of widows who are not really widows. <laughs> and Beware of sponsors who don't actually give you money. But we do. But, no, but yes. but we are sponsored by Born Again Baking. Yes, because she, she brings us, baked she goods every week. She, yes. she just brought us 
chocolate chip cookies, yeah, which were really good. Awesome. I don't even like chocolate chip cookies. They're awesome. But, but those are really yeah, good. That was very good. So yeah, Born Again Baking, uh, be sure to go to bornagainbaking.com for any of your baking needs. Uh, she will make them at her home bakery, which is pretty sweet. Um, uh, is that a pun? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really like to rise to the occasion, you know? Oh, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. All right. Don't think of another one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Okay. So go to bornagainbaking.com, type in, <laughs> type in uh, CC10 in the promo code for 10% off your order. Um, and you get sweet stuff, savory stuff, anything you need uh, over there. Uh, also, be sure to check out <coughs> friendsoftodayschoice.org, uh, a women's pregnancy center that um, our church has supported uh, both financially and also going to rallies and walks for <coughs> life and things like that. Um, and they are doing just amazing stuff for um, for the kingdom and really um, stepping against the incredible evil of abortion yep. uh, and bringing um, life to these women and literally to um, to babies. Yep. So it's, it's an amazing fantastic. ministry. Yep. So. It's a resource center, mm-hmm. yeah. or more than a pregnancy okay, center, yeah. Yeah, a resource center, because um, they, they do provide the, the help afterwards, too, which mm-hmm. is great. Right. And, right. you know, you always hear the naysayers, oh, you know. Oh, you want to save the babies, the babies but you don't want to help later, right, right. you know, kind of thing. Yeah. It's definitely not true. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah so awesome. Friendsoftodayschoice.org. So, Jane, what are we talking about tonight? We are talking about an evening of eschatology. Oh, baby. This is, and, and you, you've probably noticed, well, maybe you haven't, but maybe now you will. Throughout all of our other podcasts, we may make references where they're yes. kind of inside joke kind of things. And a lot of the references when we're talking about <laughs> um, any kind of um, esch- eschatological kind of worldview, mm-hmm. there's a lot of reference back to this video. Yes. So, so we call it the video. It is the video. So when we talk about the video, it's this video yeah. that we're going to be going over. I would say tonight. it's my favorite video on YouTube, yeah. actually. I've probably seen it probably 60 in the 60s amount of times. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. That is not me, but yeah. um, I've seen it. I know, I'm crazy. Probably, I know. Probably four to, times. To tell me. Maybe three or four mm-hmm. times, yeah. But, um, and p- bits and yeah. pieces of it over the course of, you mm-hmm. know, a long time. So Eschatology, by the way, <clears throat> meaning the study of end times or the study of the last things. The last things, things yeah. Yeah, that's what the word means in, yeah. the, uh, in the Greek, the yeah. last things. So, um yeah, things relating to the millennium, Jesus's return, um, the tribulation, uh, everything like that. Yeah, so, rapture, all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, right, right. And uh, um, so in this video, there we have three different viewpoints yeah. that are going on here. And uh, so and there's going to be language here that maybe some of you have never even really heard. So it's a it's we'll try and break it down a little bit so it's a little easier to to get a hold of. Yep. And uh, because it does take some time to really, to really consider what they're saying, and and I'd encourage you to do that too. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to get it in one sitting, right? Uh, unless you're you're versed yeah. in it, you know, in but, all of uh, the views, right? You know, most people will know one view, you know, more than the others at least. So then that'll make sense. But then you hear <clears> the other views, and you're like, eh, you know, yeah. I just don't, I don't. It doesn't really make sense. But when you understand what all of them are saying, you'll see like. <clears throat> the good and the bad points, sure. you know, potentially for all of them. So yeah, and ultimately the the goal here is is to, and not to sound too cliche, but to have really have an open mind while you're listening to these guys. Mm-hmm. Every one of these men love the Lord, yeah, and they are They're solid all pastors. biblical solid pastors. Yeah, yeah, solid pastors, and some of them are professors. So you know, it's it. This is 
they're scholars. Yeah, yeah, they're not, um, you know, just your kind of average run of the mill kind of layman. But they they really know what they're talking Mm -hmm. about and have a well established viewpoints. So we'd encourage you, you know, you may hear things that you're like, you know, I've never heard this before. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that it's bad, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I would also encourage you that um, by listening to different viewpoints, you're not going to just stumble into heresy. Mm. You know, it's mm-hmm. um, we can be concerned about those kind of mm-hmm. things. And I think that that's a it's an it's an unreasonable fear. Mm-hmm. You know, understand the word of God, you know, and just stand on the truth of the word. You can hear other things and. You know, and but but see how it lines up. Mm-hmm. You know, does it line up with the word, or yeah. does it not line up with the word? If it doesn't line up with the word, okay. Yeah, then none know, of us none it. of us want that. You know? then. And so, but but you have to be able to hear it. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and this subject especially mm-hmm. can can be one of those subjects where people just automatically shut down, mm-hmm. and they can't hear a word that any other viewpoint that except for theirs is saying. And that is not what we want no, at all. Yeah. That is, that's antithetical to this whole mm-hmm. counterculture, right. like that, what we're doing. We want here. that open forum. Absolutely. We yeah. need to discuss things, Yeah, you know, and sometimes hard things. Yeah. And, uh, and, and this is a, an important subject too, because it, people don't realize that their eschatological view really, um, really causes them to read a lot of, the the scripture that you wouldn't think has anything yeah. to do with eschatology no it matters yeah. but it really there's so much in the new testament that has to do with what what um your eschatological mm-hmm. viewpoint um determines how it know? determines your yeah. daily life yeah. not just like what's going to happen in the near or distant future sure. you know that's important you know um, but really, it does affect the way that you preach the gospel, yeah. what you are expecting in the world, yeah. to what you're expecting to see, um, how it relates to the kingdom of God. Is it here? Are we waiting for the kingdom of God? What does that even matter? Like, right. What does it mean about the, it's a mustard seed that's growing or it's sure. leaven in the lump, you know? Um, one of the things that one of the reasons that I watch this video so many times is when I can see myself getting better at something or understanding something more, it gives me that drive to yeah. want to do it more. Oh, yeah. So when I first watched this, and I guess it was 2020, when I yeah, I guess so. right, because it was yeah. around COVID when everything was oh, shut yeah, down. Right. I think I think we had watched it either right before, or right after the COVID shutdowns. I think it was right after the shutdown. Okay, because we still met here. Yeah, right. And uh, nobody was here. Right, right. <laughs> but but we still got me, together. you, and my brother. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, and we put this up. And yeah, it was like and. Okay. I think I remember none of us really knowing anything about right. eschatology, right. but wanting to be like, eh, it's a topic that obviously Christians fight about and care about. Sure. So let's get into it. Um, and when I first watched it, like I didn't understand any of it. It, it was a foreign language, yep. you know, completely. But, um, but then as I watched it like a second time, I'm like, oh, I think he's connecting that with that in this passage and stuff. So then as I listen to it more and more, I'm like, uh, like now I'm like, I know what he means by yes. that when, and I, nice. I'm just figuring that out now it's on nice. the hundredth time, yeah. you know, cause it's just, it's so deep, but also they're incredibly deep and smart thinkers. So they're already kind of here when they're just right. starting to talk like up in, uh, uh, in like high type of thinking. Whereas for me coming into it, you know, yeah, wet behind Struck the ears. I'm like, I don't know what's way going down. On. Here. I'm way down. Yeah, I was fatigable for sure yes. back then. Um, so, uh, so that drove me to be like, oh, I think this is really pretty important. Yeah. And now I'm, 
I'm more settled in my views. Yeah. But this topic especially is very hard for um for any Christian to be like completely set, settled on. Sure. And I think if you are completely settled on one view, it might be because you're imbalanced and not considering the other views. You know. Yeah. Possibly. I, I, yeah, I possibly. Mean, I, I, yeah. And I think it's more of just um We'll have to see. You know? Yeah. 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 I think it was R. C. Sproul who said in his lifetime he was all three of these positions yes. like strongly. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at one a, point in his life. Uh, and uh, and this kind of goes back to what I was just saying before. Um, I, I remember just talking to somebody fairly recently and, and over the course of time, I mean, especially about this subject. And I, you know, sometimes you might have this, this idea that it's like, well, this is unimportant. And then I, somebody had said that to me, well, I just, you know, I, I, I just don't think that's important right now, you know, kind of thing. And I'm like, well, well, so God's word. Yeah, that's the thing. Right. <laughs> so wait. So this what, part of God's yeah, word what, isn't important what parts to you. Of God's word aren't. Yeah. It, you know. So it's, it's. So we have to be careful. And you what know, do you even that, mean? Like, what is not important yeah. about it? how we're to live right now, right. or just the stuff about the future? Because sure. I really think that eschatology has go, goes into both. Yeah, absolutely. It's not just about absolutely um, about the very end. Sure. But it's is there stuff leading up to the end? Sure. Right. Like well, what there is, has to be. What, and what yeah. is our status? Like what should we be doing while waiting? for yeah. the glorious yeah. appearing you know for of, sure. our, of our lord yeah so. that's that's it's it's so impactful and uh probably the last two years ha, ha, because of this video yeah ha, has caused more more change mm -hmm. in not yep. just my viewpoint on the eschatological the stuff times, right. but on how i read scripture yeah and how i try and you know you want to you want to understand it mm -hmm. you know and so it, and and your outlook on the church. Yeah. You know, it, it, it changes and, all yeah. of that. So, so this is important mm -hmm. stuff, you know, just all that to say. Get all the disclaimers out of the way. <laughs> just spend some time, take time to learn what this language is yeah. and, and you'll be blessed. Yeah. You know, so. absolutely. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Let's do it. We stand there together. Now, um, that's pretty good so far. <laughs> it, it <gets laughs> this should be, should I, be called uh, the gym button. <laughs> I'm concerned about the complexity of this matter for people. And uh, so I, I want us to that, say yeah. something sure. about... Um, Can we do it while it's going? Or? Yeah, we could. Why we're doing this, why this matters. Um, so that's Why John Piper, right? John Piper, been a pastor for matters. 50 years. Desiring God is his, his are, website. See if you can hold that back for me. I'm going to let you all talk. He's about the moderator. Believe yeah. about. So and he does a great job, yeah. actually. Yeah. Why, why would you that's think such a humble that people man. should yeah. care about trying to come clear on eschatology, on what's going to happen? Well, this is Sam Storms. It would be. Like He's another saying, pastor from mm -hmm. um, Oklahoma City. I, I think he just retired, actually. Election, okay. But I don't want to think about whether it's conditional actually, or unconditional. You know the guys from Remnant Radio? Yeah. The, the one of the guys from Remnant Radio to, took over uh, for him as head pastor. Get out of here. Isn't that cool? That's cool. Yeah, yeah we, I saw we, him we referenced Remnant, Remnant Radio. They did a Halloween video. We did... I, don't want to really I saw him on Remnant Radio. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, he's been on there. In the one person and, awesome and thoughts. How he could live a I have his book on uh, the end times. It's yeah. really, really um, good. Or saying, uh, 
I just want to affirm the death of Jesus, but never bothering to think about how did his death save you? What kind actually of like what occurred I, in it? What I are the implications said. Yeah, of it? Why it's important. Yeah. So I would say the same thing. It would be like somebody saying, well, we just want to affirm the second coming of Christ, but that's all. And we don't want to learn what has led up to it and anybody who what says what like that you know he's smart what plan and redemptive history either smart or like a real nerd the consequences the timing uh, <laughs> all of the associated realities with christ's second coming as much as we would about his, first <laughs> coming back. Would about his incarnation <laughs> his death on the cross he's so a pastor and he's he provides us with i think um deeper insights into the nature of God, into how he works, uh, into uh, what his purposes like Science are, Theater. how he's glorifying <laughs> Jesus, if Ephesians 1 is correct, and it is. All th- so that's why I think it's important. Another reason for... Uh, There's our boy Doug. Doug Wilson. Is, um, You're not going to understand what he's Holy saying Spirit the first four, four times through, but once you do, church, and this is an it's like mind-blowing. Reality. That's so good. The bride is going to be presented without spot or wrinkle or any, any, any such blemish. Doug Wilson's Ephesians also been on Remnant Radio a couple times. There is a given reality. I'd like to see him on Ben Shapiro. Mm-hmm. Be oh, yeah. careful That'd to be preserve great. the unity of the spirit in the Sunday special, baby. By not mm-hmm. Ben, if, I know you're watching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've had many comments but from ben, him. He says, until we all grow up into a perfect Facts man, don't care about your eschatology. Until we all grow up into the unity of the faith. So there's a unity that's given, and there's a unity we must grow up into. And that unity that we're growing up into is Doug has risen into maybe my unity. favorite theologian So you right can't now. go grow up into I think that he's, in a fit of absent-mindedness. You have to talk about it and think about it and prepare Just for it. it. His and the, thinking. the central thing mm-hmm. that's going to disrupt you know. This coming unity and is and he's, and he's, doing, he's doing the stuff. Yeah. You know, he's not just talking the talk. Yeah. Like, and many churches and like us have divided, unfortunately, Literally. Over eschatological <laughs> issues, <laughs> not realizing either the complexity of it or discovering you could create a sectarian mentality and, and he uses big words. So if you don't understand them, have a dictionary nearby. He's also hilarious. Was trying to be charitable. He said, "We, you know, we both serve God. You in your way, and I in His." This is good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has all these witty one-liners. <laughs> he actually wrote a book. That is that a kind book of, thing of like wordsmith, right? Something like that. Yeah, it's other. a sarcasm. And someone once yeah. said that the, the millennium, millennium, like the, the millennium, like is how a I put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. They're laughing at us. And, and what we would like to do is figure out a way to grow up into that thousand years of peace, so that when, the, whenever it comes, however it comes, we are all sons that are worthy of it, and of course, worthy only in Christ. Mm-hmm. We would agree too that there's a blessing in Revelation on those who read and hear and keep what's written in this book. And so to keep it, we have to understand it to have this blessing. So that's uh, Jim Hamilton. Of, Jim, uh, I can never like remember his last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's not. Jim. He's not as well known. Those, Actually, he's the only guy that I believe don't know outside of this video. Yeah. Remnant who read those texts. But he's a solid guy yeah. together for yeah. a long time. What he's a professor at a college. And then Jesus comes. Is it Dallas? Twenty-four. He says to these guys that didn't put it together the Southern way that Baptist University. it yeah. developed okay. and they didn't understand, he said that they were fools, or that's slow of heart to believe all that the prophets mm-hmm. had spoken. And we don't want to be there. We don't want to be fools and slow of heart to believe. So these are important things to discuss. And each of them have a different view of the end time. Right. There being a 
a continuity or it's of a piece with the present and John Piper, the moderator, has the same view as Jim Hamilton, yeah. that guy with the short hair. Historic. Yeah, historic premillennialism. Brought to my mind that prayer, and so it's coming to an end. And the new age. I hesitate to say. What is this? The new age. The, the good. The good new age. <laughs> had, had the Christian. The Christian aeon began at Pentecost. So. The, the Christian aeon began before the Judaic aeon ended, and the first, first century Christians were living in that wilderness period between, between these ages. They were living in that overlap. And Paul says, we are the ones on whom the ends of the ages have come. So the age, the present age and the age to come, I take as the Judaic aeon that's coming to a, a close, even in the time of the New Testament. <clears throat> and then the Christian aeon, the age, we're in the age to come. And then when the Lord Jesus comes again, that and the dead are raised, that's the eternal state. So I'm not, I'm not taking the age to come as the eternal state. I'm so taking, would you say that, that we live in yeah, the same kind yeah, of age? So, um, I was just thinking that. Yeah, because so, what's so important about that is, you know, when the Bible says stuff about um, in the last days, people will be scoffers and lovers of themselves and stuff. Well, a lot of Christians... Um, just assume we're in the last days or they'll say like oh we must be in the last days because of all of this stuff that you see going on but what Doug is pointing out is Paul was saying we are the ones on whom the last days are so if Paul in the first century was living in what's known as the last days how can we also be in the last days and so what um, Doug is saying is uh, it's a system of belief called preterism Okay, and that's a, a hugely important term to this topic. It's probably the one topic that makes the most sense to yeah. me, um, rather than all of these millennial views, actually, because preterism is just the Latin word for past. So what it means is that some of the prophecies that are in uh, the New Testament um, that um, have taken place already before, uh, between the time of Jesus's resurrection right. and where we are now. And so some of those prophecies have already been fulfilled. So the most classic famous one is Jesus in Matthew 24, where he says um, all the, the things when you see the abomination of desolation that Daniel writes about. And then you see like head, head to the hills. Right. And uh, leave, flee Judea. Hope that you're not nursing or pregnant <coughs> yeah. all that uh, stuff. A, Get out of the roof, rooftops and all yeah. that stuff. And then he says, assuredly, I tell you, um, these things this generation will not pass right. away until these things take place. Then I think it's in Luke or, or yeah. Mark, Luke 21 or Mark 13, where, where Jesus says, um, which, which adds another time because that, that yeah. next, this, this generation is yeah. a time stamp. Right. And uh, it's kind of like, a, you know, you, you can base a lot of what's going on based on the that time. Yeah. And then in the other passages, the Olivet Discourse in, in Mark and Luke, you, you see a different, another time mm -hmm. stamp where he says, um, you will not finish going through all of the towns of Jerusalem mm -hmm. until these things take mm -hmm. place. And we can read that and you, in order to read that outside of a view of a preterist view where that a had first, to have happened. First century context. First century, yeah. this had to have happened. You have to spiritualize that. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to say that 
well, it that that means something other than what it plainly says. Oh, it seems you know? to be saying. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so this generation would be mm-hmm. well. They mean you know the Christian generation, or, or yeah, the, yeah. You know some other mm-hmm. you know long term kind of generation thing. Yeah. Um, or you know the towns of Jerusalem could right. be you know. Well, he's talking to the, the all the, of the, the to the apostles though. <laughs> you know, you're not going to finish going. <laughs> I know. So I, I'm not disagreeing. No, I'm just saying no, you I have know. to you have to make it say yeah. something else. I would just encourage everybody who's who's watching, who that view might seem a little bit like weird or odd. Yeah. Just look at all of the times in the New Testament that Jesus says uh, when the Son of Man comes, and then also when it talks about this generation, and the last days. And then I would just say just look at it in the context and see if it's talking if you think that is talking about in the context the future to us still or something that would have was future to the people jesus was talking to but was going to happen within a generation of the people jesus was talking to so it's still a future prophecy i think jesus i think he's acting as a prophet yeah and he's saying you're going to be able to test what i'm saying um after I die and go and, and rise and ascend and go to be with my father, you're going to see these things happen, and then you're going to know that I am the Messiah. I think he's proving his messiahship yeah. by, um, by prophesying something that's going to happen in the future right. to the people that he's talking to right there. And then I think when that happens, that when um, the, this generation did not pass away until those things happened, they, the, then they were like, Jesus really was the Messiah. Sure. It was an apologetic argument they were using to prove Jesus was the Messiah because okay. he fulfilled prophecy. Yeah, it's an Old Testament test of a prophet. Right. You know, right. that, that how, how do you know if a prophet is telling the truth unless there is a, a prophecy that can be tested mm-hmm. within the time frame, mm-hmm. you know, of that prophet? Because a prophet could say anything. Mm-hmm. Somebody could say anything. And if everything they say is for, you know, 300 400 yeah. a thousand years later how would you even know if the, this person's saying what's true mm-hmm. you know there has to be a, 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 the ability to test it to test it yeah. and and that's set up in the old testament you know um you know the, when god says you know um uh if a prophet right. says something that is that does not that does not, not come, come to pass, pass yeah. then do, don't listen to that person yeah. anymore and so it's and, you know, and all the views would yeah. believe that obviously Jesus was not a false Absolutely, prophet. Sure. But the the difficulty comes when you see in the book of Matthew, for instance, every single time that it, that Jesus says this generation before Matthew twenty four, is talking to that generation there. Yeah. You know, in Matthew twenty three, he's talking to the scribes and Pharisees, and he's like, "What am I going to do about this generation?" Right. It's like that's talking about the people he's talking to right there. Yeah. That um. Like, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you know. And then he says, this generation always seeks for a sign, you know, but all they're going to get is the sign of the prophet Jonah. It's like, <clears throat> you know, dying in the whale and coming back to life, that the sign of that. It's like he's clearly talking to the people living at that time period. So then one <coughs> chapter later, he says, true, they say to you, this generation is not going to, like, we're, we're to infer from that the same context that has been used throughout all of Matthew, right, right. that he's talking about the generation that's living right then. Sure. Um, and so... Uh, I would just encourage you to just take a look at that. And then also the last days. And Doug's going to bring that up uh, in a little bit. The last days of what? Right. Is it the last days of human history? Or is it the last days of, like Doug was saying, the Jewish age before the age of the Messiah? Which that's what the Old Testament prophecy is about. When the Messiah comes, he's going to ascend to the Ancient of Days. In Daniel 7, I believe it is. 
right? Yeah, I saw true. the son of a son of man ascending to the ancient of days, yeah. and to him was given a kingdom, with all dominion, all authority. Um, and so, if that happened at the ascension when Jesus ascended to heaven, then it's not something that we're yeah, we're not waiting right. For we're not waiting that for that to happen. happen. Of course, the language is hard. Yeah, because it's not language that we understand. Right, right. You know, especially Matthew twenty four. That's why when you when you look at language like that, you you really have to. I mean, and you know, this is probably something that that doesn't need to be said, but you know, every bit of that is true. You know, all of what is said in all of the discourse is true. Mm-hmm. All of but it is true. All of it You're is welcome. true. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but but and but we have to start with a baseline for us. Like so. <coughs> If all of it is true, this is a these are hard things that it's just hard for us to understand. Mm-hmm. This generation is not one of those things mm-hmm. that's hard to understand. Right. Right. So we can hold on to that. The rest of this is true. So if this, if we understand it as this generation, well, how then what does the rest of this mm-hmm. mean? Mm-hmm. Like we have to start with a baseline of what we, mm-hmm. you know, okay, like what are the things that are clear, and then we right. move on right. from there. You know, it's so, another just a way of studying the scripture. Right. Um, yeah, so as we uh, keep going here, um, I'd just like to like everybody to consider the implications of already one of the differences between the yeah. views. Yeah. Because if Jesus really is reigning now and has dominion over all kings and authorities and everything, because that's what was prophesied in Daniel 7. That's what he says when, <clears throat> when the Son of Man approaches the Ancient of Days. He's given the kingdom yeah. with dominion and authority. Um, that's going to have implications. You know, also, if the stuff in Matthew 24 about wars, rumors of wars, all that stuff, if that stuff was for them in that generation, and it's not something that sure. we should expect in our future, yeah, like that has huge, what are we waiting for? Yeah. That has huge mm-hmm. implications on how we're to live right now and what we're going to expect in the future. Sure. So that's just one of the reasons that this is an extremely important uh, discussion to have and deserves looking into more fully sure. than a, just a cursory glance. Sure, and, and we're not, like, our goal isn't to to kind of swing you in a direction. Not at all. No. You know, um, we want, I had we no, want you to do the study. Yeah, and I had no prior belief, really. Yeah, you know, on, right. On when I came into all. this, I mean, my I, I was, you know, um, probably where most everybody that I know <laughs> was mm-hmm. at the time, and it was more of that left-behind kind of mm-hmm. viewpoint. And that's a, a, and you know, um, left behind isn't scriptural, but that uh, kind of the baseline for that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like you'll see with with Jim presents that, yeah, you know. So um, now we're going to pick on Jim a little bit. Mm-hmm. So just understand, it's really just for fun. Also, sometimes it's more his his attitude. <laughs> it is his attitude more than his. So he deserves a little bit of the yeah. you know the jabs. Yeah. So because um, Piper, I think, believes pretty much the yeah, same as him yeah. in, in this view, but. Piper's such a great guy. He's it, just chill. Yeah. And <laughs> Jim is very pugilistic. There you go. Uh, I like that. I'm sure we've used that before in the... Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Indefatigably pugilistic. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but he's not an ultra... <laughs> he's not He's not ultra crepidarian. So, that's good. Oh, oh please, God forbid. <laughs> <laughs> it actually would be forbidden. Yeah. I mean, just look at him right now. Oh. He's in pause like that for 10 minutes. Dude, that's amazing. <laughs> that's a pugilistic That takes some thing. serious. It <laughs> takes a serious Intestinal skill. fortitude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready? Yes. Continue on. 
age that Paul lived in or that there was a fundamental change in AD 70? I would say that to fit your view, but I would read what they refer to as the age of the Messiah as something like what I think John describes in Revelation 20, this millennium. And, and I would read John in Revelation 20 as coming down on the side of those who argued that the kingdom of the Messiah was going to, come, going to come before the corruptible things were done away with. And then we enter into an incorruptible new heaven. I wonder what he believes about, your understanding of the, about the kingdom. Okay. I, I, I wonder what he means about the kingdom because he said sure. then the kingdom of the Messiah is going to come then. But I'm sure he believes, at least in some sense, that the kingdom of God is here now because Jesus says... Uh, you know, if I cast out demons by the right. Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is here. Right. Right. So it's not something that we're waiting for. But so then. In some sense. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't under. Uh, yeah. I don't understand the the sense. Right. In which. Yeah. Because I, I know some some it. people who would be um, called dispensationalists sure. would believe that the kingdom was kind of offered to the Israel to Israel and then it was rejected by them. And so then the kingdom is postponed until the Jesus right. comes back and then Jesus comes mm -hmm. on his glorious throne sure. with his kingdom. But I don't think that's what he and believes. The remnant of Israel, the 144,000, all that stuff gets in. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. it's culminated then. Yeah. But I don't think any of these guys believe that we're, we're not in the kingdom of God right now, right. that we're waiting until the, the millennium comes when Jesus comes back and then he's going to establish his kingdom. Right. I think he, they would have to say, because it's just too, I think it's just too plain in the New Testament when Jesus is like, I the would, kingdom of I would heaven think is so. here. I would know? think so. Um, but even in discussions with with um, uh, people who I know who, who would have a similar viewpoint as that, it's I don't think it's that I don't think it's that clear that cut to, to them. Okay. Um, in that it's it's like if you talk about you know how it is, you preach about the kingdom, everybody agrees. Mm -hmm. As soon as you say <laughs> that it is a different viewpoint, mm -hmm. just name the viewpoint. Yeah, we're not even naming it. <laughs> <laughs> then they don't agree. It turn off. And so you're like all rational Wait line of thought. A yeah, you know we're part of the kingdom. Yeah, because the scripture makes that plain. Yeah. We are a, then, a kingdom of priests, so, right? Yeah, right. This kingdom isn't something we're waiting. For, right, right. You know, um, we we I, actually I would think, are that. I think I think even he would agree with that. I, I think, would imagine. I think he's just saying that it's going to be like more full. It'll be the or realized maybe yeah, realized yeah. kingdom on earth, right? Kind of, kind of like you said, like an already not yet. Yeah, you know, um, which is funny. He's using that because that's mm -hmm. kind of like a, right, right. a different viewpoint. Yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's good. Clarified what's just been said. Oh, Sam the, and his the clarifications. Are my, and I These guys are like friends to me. I've them. seen them so many times. I think what, and, and correct me if I'm going. wrong, Doug is saying, just for the sake of clarification, He's a pilgrim. that, for example, in the Ephesians passage you referenced to say that I am in the millennium, and perhaps we'll get... They're going to define all of their views individually. That's yeah. why we're not defining them for them. So you're, I just want to make sure I heard this right, that the, you're putting the new heavens and the new earth post-resurrection at the end of the yes. world. Yes. Okay. Yes. What about Isaiah... Um, in, in, uh, what do people do in the new heavens and the new earth in Isaiah? Well, one of the things they do is they die. <laughs> well, if we're going to go that path. We, that. <laughs> uh, we must go there okay. because because um, but it might be 
premature to go there at this moment. Okay. So yeah, that's it would be. Isaiah 65, the phrase new heavens and new earth is used, and a baby uh, grows up and I dies was, at 100. Sorry about that. So I was immunitizing our eschaton. Yeah. <laughs> right. Rush, rushing yeah. things. It's all right. It's all right. Now, um, new language. Immunitize mm -hmm. that eschaton. I got to get that on the shirt. Um, receive a hundredfold now in this time. Houses, brothers, oh, sisters, sorry, I should probably pause that. So, there's two times that new heavens and new earth is used in the Bible. Yeah. One is in Isaiah and one is in Revelation. So in Isaiah, it's really interesting because in Isaiah, it's like, it seems to be talking about very earthly things, but just that they're way, way better. Mm -hmm. So it's like, um, no longer are you, oh, your yes. kids going to die right. in infancy, but now <clears throat> they're going to die at 100 years old, right? The ox and the lamb are going to lie down together. The, the wolf and the, the right. lamb yeah. are going to, okay. right? Mm -hmm. They're not going to be like this bloodshed and all sure. that stuff. But it's very, like, earthy, right? But then in Revelation, when it talks about the new heavens and the new earth, it's like there's going to be no more death, no more crying, no more pain, no more suffering. So it seems like that's more, like, the end, not of this earth, but of the, right? But both of them use the term new heavens and new earth. Right. So it's just one of those things where it's like I have to parse that out and be consistent throughout yeah. that. That's the truth. How can there be no death while a baby grows up and then dies in, in the same new, new heavens and new earth? So that's what Doug is pushing. So Doug has a little bit of a, um, I don't want to say radical view, but a view that's not held by that many people, where that we are in the new heavens and the new earth right now, but not in the already realized state of that. Yeah, it's not fully state realized. Of that. It's just yeah. that it was started when Jesus came. It's a new, like, almost like how Paul says, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. Right. It's not that, okay, well, we're already right. we're glorified fully, and yeah. no sin anymore, right. but... But that new creation, there's something else in you now, right? right? So I think that's what, what Doug is saying by that. But not everybody who believes in Doug's view, which would be called post-millennialism. I'm just going to get the cat out of the bag. Yeah, you may as well. Yeah. Um, not everybody believes that yet. They, a lot of them would still believe that the new heavens and the new earth we're waiting for um, when Jesus comes back. Sure. Then he's going to institute that, the new heavens and new earth. Because this old earth, like literal earth, yeah, is going to be destroyed. Gonna be yeah. <laughs> and then bringing in the new heavens, which actually Doug believes in also. Yeah. So, like, he believes that when Jesus comes back, this earth is going to be destroyed by fire and then, like, resurrected into the new heavens and new earth, just like we would. Like, not we would, but just like the premillennialist would believe, actually. He just believes that it started. It right. started it's already, now. Already once moving once in that Jesus yeah. rose from the dead, defeated death, right? right? That it's a new creation now. Right. The power know? of death is destroyed right now. Right. You know? Um, which but is, we don't yet see everything. It's not fully under, realized. Right, right. Yeah, and that's the, yeah, um, already but not yet exactly. kind of thing. But then, um, yeah. So, yeah, no, that's good. yeah, so hopefully that makes sense. And yeah. even, even I think it's Paul where he says, um, God has put all things under the feet of Christ now. Right. But he says, but we do not yet see everything as under his feet yet. Right. And so it's like they are under his feet, but that's the process of um Jesus's enemies being yeah, put being, under his feet yeah. and enemies being whether, you know, physical humans or more likely like evil spirits and um, like casting Prince every, power, every ar powers. argument yeah. and power <clears throat> and thought, yeah. every high thing that exalts yeah. itself against God under the feet yeah. of Christ. We don't yet see that, um, but it, it started because sure. God, that's what he says, that all things are put under the feet of Christ. We're just um, in the process of seeing that. Take, yeah. take place for good. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, that's where I was going to go. That's that's perfect. Yeah. Well, there's what Jesus said, but then there's what the what the what Mark intended to communicate, and Mark <laughs> is writing for a Christian audience right. after I love this, the time of Jesus. Right, but Jesus I love this said story. this right in the Jesus said this in the time of Jesus. Sure. Right, but then but then but then Mark gives it to believers who live after the resurrection. <laughs> Jesus right. said this right. in the time of when but Jesus was alive, right? This this seems to me if you take it as a um, uh, and my central argument for that would be the fact that we worship on Sunday. This is an interesting Nothing, point. Nothing if you look at what God says about the Sabbath and the everlasting nature of the Sabbath in the Old Testament, nothing would suffice to alter the Sabbath commemoration of the first creation short of a new creation. The reason we worship on the Lord's Day is because there's been a new creation. All things have been made new. new now, creation. that doesn't mean new covenant. the kingdom of God, mm -hmm. the new age, all of this stuff that arrives doesn't arrive like the 82nd Airborne. It, it arrives like uh, yeast that mm -hmm. works through mm -hmm. the loaf. It's, a, it's mm -hmm. a gradual accumulation thing throughout history. So you wouldn't be able to pop up in 80 AD like in 80 and take a AD. photograph of it. And say, 80 AD. Well, it's, 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 like, a, uh, it's a tiny rock that's been carved out in Daniel. Day. It's a tiny rock. Well, I think when we started talking about this, this was like one of your biggest yeah. points was all of those parables that Jesus oh, said. yeah, the parables of the kingdom. Yeah. It makes so much that, sense. Yeah. Actually, if you see it from this point of view, um, this gradual increase mm -hmm. and what goes on in the kingdom, you know. Of the Gospels spread throughout history mm -hmm. throughout the world. Yeah. Not, um, <clears throat> you know, somewhere in a third-dimensional floaty place, yes. as, as yes. Uh, Doug says later, but not in, like, this heaven, which we, we can't even understand kind of a thing. Like, how does leaven in a lump of yeast that, like, gradually grows and it starts small and then it grows to something greater and bigger. How does that, uh, how does that work, mm -hmm. you know, in, in that? But if we're talking about on earth where you start with 12 disciples and now you've got, you know, millions and millions of followers. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's so cool. Th that makes sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's like uh, climate change. <laughs> Come on, son. <laughs> but you can't. It's, see, obviously the, it's global warming because we had a hot yes. summer. Yeah. You know, it yep. doesn't work like that. Yeah. You know, it's not how it works. It's over this span of time. Mm -hmm. It's the only way to make the, mm -hmm. the determination. And I think he addresses later in the video that you have to kind of look at it like 500 year increments mm -hmm. to see over the history mm -hmm. of how the influence of the Christian church is, has taken and and uh, changed the nature of the the world mm -hmm. you know it's yeah. really a, it's fascinating yeah you know it's really an interesting point of view so like in Isaiah the famous um, Christmas verse unto us a child is yes. born unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulders and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. And the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. And the zeal of the Lord of hosts shall mm -hmm. do this. Mm -hmm. So it's like God is saying, I'm going to give you this son. And his government, like his control over the world, and is going to be increasing um, more and more. It's going to have no end, right? So... Um, that's one of those verses that speak to this, to the mustard seed that starts small and then gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's, you know, it's not something that we're waiting for. It's like, that's why the, the, the child was born. 
right? And then when did that kingdom start? Right. And that's why <laughs> when you put that together with Daniel 7, when the Son of Man comes to the Ancient of Days, he's not coming down from heaven. Right. He's going up to the Ancient of Days. Right. And to him is given the kingdom, all dominion, authority. And then it, that's when that growth of that kingdom starts, is that the ascension of Christ, you yeah. know? So Well, and, and I think we mentioned this before, you know, when we were just hanging out. Like, you know, when Jesus tells the apostles that the, he's giving them the keys to the kingdom. Mm-hmm. This is like, you know, <laughs> if he's giving it to them, you know. They're dead and, now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, okay, so then then something had to take place mm-hmm. then. You know, there's, there's, and, and there has to be a continual, uh, there has to be a continual growth of it. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like the kingdom the was all, there. Can't, can't stand against it. Yeah, and it wasn't there, and then all of a sudden it's not there, mm-hmm. you know, um, where, which would be the case if, if Jesus was just another you know, mm-hmm. kind of like guy who was pretending to be the Messiah, mm-hmm. you know, it would have stopped right there. Mm-hmm. But because he, he, all authority was given unto him, mm-hmm. you know, in it's, heaven and earth. And yeah, in heaven and earth. And that's something, I think that's such a key point. I'm so, I'm so glad that he said that uh, precisely because we, we can get very caught up in the heaven and forget about the reality of what we have on earth. Mm-hmm. And the importance of what we do on earth Mm -hmm. and the importance of how we how we build his how we build the church, which is his representation, a city set on a hill and how we can forget the importance of what we're what we're doing here and how that affects the, the culture around us. And that's a part of, you know, the this whole thing that we're we're doing here with counterculture. Mm -hmm is that how do we influence, right. you know, and, you know, we, so we have to have a world focus, you know, but we, I know Christians, you know, and I was like this too, you know, you, you, you can be, you, you can almost have, I, I think you almost want to have a, a mindset of Gnosticism, you know, mm-hmm. kind of a Gnostic mindset where it's like everything Spiritual. that is flesh yeah. is bad. Right. You know, and we can get caught up in that. Mm-hmm. And it's like we have to we have to take a step back. Jesus has all authority over um, uh, all authority in, in heaven and on earth. Mm-hmm. And now, so it's like, now. yeah, boom. OK. Yeah. So the earth is not. And, and I mean, you look at like the, the what he says on the Sermon on the Mount. You know, and he, he's talking about the, the, the Beatitudes, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the meek are going to inherit the earth. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this is, it's not like this, you know, the earth, you know, yeah, yeah. way, way out in the yeah. future kind of thing. It's like, no, this is like, this is the kingdom. This is his established yeah. This place. is kind of, this yeah. is how the gospel grows and flourishes <clears throat> yes. through meekness, yeah. through suffering, right? Through um, martyrdom and death, you know, of not loving your lives unto death, like Revelation sure. says. That's how the kingdom of God grows. That's how it's always worked. And that's yeah. how it, you know, yeah. continues to grow as people see people l- not loving their lives to death, but giving it up for Christ, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. And I think it gives a lot more weight to the ascension of Christ, too. Because mm-hmm. we don't really, it's just like, yeah, Jesus went up to heaven then, you know? But what that is proving is that now, he ascends to the Ancient of Days and has given that kingdom mm-hmm. with all dominion and authority. And that's where Jesus is sitting now. And then like First Corinthians 15, it says, 
that's what it says that he ascended into heaven and that um he must reign right. until all until of his enemies, of his enemies are put yeah. under his feet so he's reigning but it doesn't mean that there's no enemies right he's sure. reigning until those enemies that are still in the world are put under his feet and then paul says then the end will come when jesus delivers the kingdom over to god the father having abolished every de- uh, evil right sure and and then the last enemy to be destroyed is death you know and all, all of those all, all of that scripture seems to be consistent mm-hmm. you, you know in in this this viewpoint um, it's funny because like I, I don't want to like we, we just said we don't want to like really like yeah. push a, di- a certain yeah, no. viewpoint so that people think a certain way um, but it really is like what what scripture li- does it line up does it not line up and um, there's a you have to look for consistency mm-hmm. yeah and 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 rightly dividing the word you and you, know, you don't want to have to cheat when yeah. reading the word like somebody said every right. eschatological view you have to cheat a little bit yeah. to make it fit and you don't want to have to do no, that no. but it's tough and that's why i think people are wrongly arrogant in sure. this topic and they'll be like no it has to be you sure. know this thing it's like you know that that's not really what it's it's yeah. saying even like with doug there you know it's like is that really do you think that's yeah. really what he meant to say when he was writing that sure. like is it possible i guess but like that's not how we yeah. you know and um so that's where i guess that like humility comes in where you don't want to like, yeah. you don't want to have to be like but i need to know what every single right, word right. it's like it, it might not be possible to because we're don't we don't live where in their shoes there sure like in Second Thessalonians two, we always talk about yeah. where the man, <laughs> man of sin, of law, right? Yeah. And it's like, and something is holding him back, and then and then Paul says, and like, you know and what's you know, holding it. You know, it's like no, and it's like <laughs> we don't know what they knew, right? And that's just the way that it yeah, is. We can have and all kinds of ideas all this speculation. It has to be whatever the yeah. law, or you know, this yeah. Roman general, or whatever. But it's like whatever it is, they knew what it was, and we don't. Sure. And we have to be okay with that. And I think there is a reason for that too. Yeah, you know, well, if God wanted us to know it, then Paul would have said, "And you know what it is? It's this yeah. two words. We would have known what it is." And it's it's one thing to be um, confident or or maybe like lean a certain way, mm-hmm. and and but but you you have to have that kind of attitude of, you know, I, I this just seems to make the most sense yeah. to me, yeah. and this is why, mm-hmm. you know, and I've thought through it, and. Uh, and, and be willing to be challenged, mm-hmm. you know, and to, to have your viewpoint questioned. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the way you grow, you mm-hmm. know, that, and, and the, again, that's why we should have an open mind mm-hmm. and be able to discuss these things, you know, and allow different viewpoints to, to challenge yeah. our beliefs so that we can, because if, if our belief is not true, the, the best time for us to find that out is now, mm-hmm. you know, so let's, let's just be willing to say, okay, I've really thought through this. Somebody else brings a different opinion and you say, wow, it's, you know, Mm -hmm. take it for what it is and, uh, and let it be the, the, what refines your, your viewpoint, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, that's what we're going to throw it out. If it's, if it's, if what you're believing is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. If it doesn't make as if this thing makes more sense and is more biblically sound, then okay, let me let me I can lean that, mm-hmm. you know, and so. Uh, but yeah, it's really a refining, you know, right. that ability to allow, like, uh, yeah, this kind of stuff is what that's for. That's right. exactly it. Yeah. It's to refine.
Yeah, so. exactly. You can only get stronger when you go deeper into the word. Yeah. You know, you don't have to be afraid of something. And being, Sorry. you know, morning. yeah. It's getting late. Being convicted that you're right of something doesn't make you right either. Right. You know, you know? well, you know how it feels. <laughs> I'm going to ask everybody this. Uh, what does it feel like to be wrong? Just think about that for a second. What does it really feel like to be wrong? And it really feels exactly the same as being right until you find out you're wrong. So, <laughs> you, it, Come on, son. it's true, you know? So you can, because if you don't know you're wrong, you still could be wrong. Right, right. But you think you're right. Yeah. So it feels like being right. It doesn't, there's no difference, mm -hmm. you know, so. Either way, you're wrong. Exactly. So mm -hmm. we, yeah. So that's just to throw that in there. Mm -hmm. That'll, you know. Psychobabble stuff. They're all right. They're all and they're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and because they're all right, that's why they're wrong. <laughs> they know too much. <laughs> Amen. All right. all right. Shall we? Yeah. Then you can't see it. You're not going to be able to see it really clearly until 3,000 years from now. <laughs> okay. Talk about the millennium. <laughs> That's his best line. Um, you want to talk about the millennium now? <laughs> Isn't that what we came here to do? Pre-millennium question. Um, one more pre-millennium question. Do you all believe that the Lord Jesus is okay. is coming back uh, physically, visibly, to reign some way or other on the earth forever? Yes. 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 Yeah. Okay. Well then. <laughs> I guess that sums it. So that is the basis um, of the creed. Yeah. The part of the creed which says he'll come what again in glory to judge the living and the dead. That final, is that what final, every Christian final believes in. Condition of the universe. That's the only thing that could actually bring you into heresy is if you deny oh, sure. the in a, in physical, visible return of Christ to earth. New heavens and new earth, incorruptible. Uh, and I think that the description in Revelation 21 and 22 matches and exceeds point for point what we find in Genesis 1 and 2, the description of the Garden of Eden. It's a new and better Eden where uh, God and the Lamb are the temple. They will see his face. There will be no You can't let it go, can you? It's even better when I almost do it. I'm thinking about it. This earth included. Talk about futuristic. Reunification of heaven and earth. But this earth is not rejected. And I think the clearest... Uh, place that's taught is in Romans 8 where the, the whole creation groans waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God um, and we are predestined to be conformed to the image of Christ and the, the, there are three groans in that passage the, um, the creation groans uh, we who have the first fruits of the spirit groan and the spirit helps, helps us in our weakness with groans that, that are too deep for words and all of that groaning is is teleological, teleological. Look it up. toward the same end. That's what it means. Which is the revelation <laughs> of our adoption as sons, which is the redemption of the body, the resurrection of the dead. So the, this created order, this old earth, is longing for the day mm. when That's a good point. the Christ, Christians are manifested for who they are because 
our salvation will be this earth's salvation, and it will be swept up into this. It's like when we die and rise again, we're not a completely different entity. Uh, we're still us, the yeah. top of just it, so we greater than, so a, you know, not a, one glory to another. Yeah. Um, so annihilation of the present order right. and a new one, but rather what? What, what would you call it? Uh, resurrected. Resurrected death and bur- death and resurrection pattern for the created order, just as for us. Yeah. There's a continuity, discontinuity in terms of what will happen with us. In I our think they all agree bodies. on this too, which is good. Uh, we will be raised. Is that right? These bodies, yeah. They'll be gloriously changed, eradicated, sin eradicated, evil eradicated, uh, with new properties, new capacities that we can't even begin to grasp. We see a little bit of it in Jesus in his post-resurrection state upon the earth, and there will be continuity but also great discontinuity in moving from this earth to the new earth mm-hmm. but I would agree with exactly how Jim had uh, had described it just a moment ago and I'd also say I'm glad you read the Romans 8 passage because that's one of the reasons why I'm on millennial <laughs> so you tip your hand I'm sorry for stumbling you <laughs> so we're, we're all moving toward uh, in your book heaven misplaced it's called. That's great. you have a phrase that I thought was Provocative. Now we're, now we're talking to uh, not talking about heaven. Yes. We're talking about heaven a bit. Yeah. Which is this good. world is not my home. I'm just a passing through, and you changed it to. You remember? No. I he- no. Heaven is not my home. Oh, yes. I'm just a passing through. This is a great right. book. Explain right. that. Um, or I will if you can't remember. Yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't remember what I I, write. I I remember it now. (laughs) (laughs) But this is important because a lot of us here, uh, I think, in in America and evangelicalism, think I'm going to heaven. Period. It's I'm I'm in heaven. That's it. Right. And now I'm there. And and let's let's clarify that. And what they think about when they think heaven, they get most of the theology of heaven from Far Side cartoons and Pearly Gates jokes, and. Mm-hmm. Someone dies, goes to be with the Lord. Paul says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So here we are. You believe that? Uh, absolutely. Okay, yeah, good, Paul good, said good. it. Do you believe that? <laughs> and it doesn't mean something it. weird. I mean, it just <laughs> says what he said. Right? He often. Paul often means something weird. <laughs> yes. Okay. But, but not there. Come on, son. So to, uh, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That means in 2009, if I die, then I'm with the Lord instantly. All right, but, but let's say the second oh, it does the for Doug's water. thousand years out. <laughs> that would be great. In it. So what's the <laughs> condition <laughs> of the departed saint they have a between too. this date and the day of resurrection? Well, that's the intermediate state, mm-hmm. for want of a better phrase, the intermediate state of glory where you're with the Lord. And many Christians have gone that far, which is good the bible i think the bible teaches it philippians one yeah absolutely it is better it's better, better to depart right? and to be with christ so it's if, better. if if yes. i have a church member who dies this year i can say to them this is going to be so much better, better. now absolutely love okay. how passionate right. piper is for the people he's christ. talking to to make sure that they understand <laughs> say that <laughs> yeah. now he's going to tell the yes, person yes. who died this though <laughs> if, so we can tell the person intermediate state many christians have I think Except that the intermediate state as our final hope. Yes. But in the creed, we confess that we believe in the resurrection of the dead, mm-hmm. not in the immortality of the soul. Mm-hmm. Now, we do believe yeah. in the immortality of the soul, but, but that's not our final hope. Mm-hmm. Our final hope is the dead are raised. Mm-hmm. And so this intermediate state of heaven, many Christians have said, that's my final hope. 
and they think that they're going to die and go off into a 17th dimension floaty place. Mm -hmm. And this floaty place is something they can't even because relate, we can't see begin it. to relate to. So it's to. like, why even bother and learning so they, about it? You know? Don't think Tough, about it at all. They sort of put it out of their minds because the they spirit. can't get mm -hmm. them. I'm, am I going to be a human being? What am I, you know, good grief. And so they don't long for the day of resurrection. But what you were citing this morning, when we see him, we're going to become like him uh, because we're going to see him as he is. Everyone who has this hope in himself purifies himself even as he is pure. So when we hope for the day of resurrection, that has a that's a sanctifying mm. influence. And if we get stuck Part halfway of conforming us in the intermediate image. state, we're, we're not setting our final hope where we where we ought to. That's good to hear right. say yeah. that it's a symbol, huh? Yeah. You came prepared to do one thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one thing I do. Harp on amillennialism. <laughs> it's a little so, at any rate, joke there among no pastors quote, quoting psalms there. This one like, thing I, I do. I think it means oh, yeah. the ocean becomes a lake. Lakes are okay. Right? I, I believe He's like, I actually believe Caesar that. Stop David, laughing. They have, they have leviathans in them. Mm -hmm. And they have depths that really scary. Mm -hmm. and, and you sink. Mm -hmm. and Jim, Jim's it's like, mm, that's nice. Lakes, that's nice of you. People go to lakes in Minnesota. <laughs> so I, I Certain things need to be mortified, man. <laughs> not the, not love, the of love of greatness. Likes. Greatness. <laughs> but anyway, so it's going to be different. It's going to be good. It, These guys are my pals. It's I like I'm spending time with them, but old, they don't know me, you know, at all. Isn't that nice? Is there a problem, man? generation. Like Doug said, certain things need to be mortified. Floaty. My generation is not watching two hour-long videos on eschatology. They do have friends that they think that they have. Because they did not want to go to heaven. Because you couldn't play football there. Mm -hmm. yeah. yep. Yep. Right. You mm -hmm. do, you, you didn't have yep. a body. The I, best answer to that is not that there'll be football there. Right. However, that Christ will be there, we need to grow into that, right. but probably football. Right. You hear that? Yeah. The, the, so the issue, maybe golf. Maybe. <laughs> Remote possibility. <laughs> Assuredly, baseball. That's right. Right, Jim. That's right. That's right. So, so to get the idea, the we, we get the idea that, the that we're all that aiming towards new yeah, earth, that's right. new heaven, radically, is it, do you think it's a flat gloriously, 10,000 <laughs> times better, no sun needed, the uh, moon is replaced by the land of the sun, sun. and uh, just <laughs> stunningly <laughs> attractive. <laughs> oh, yeah, I made you do that. And, and all the capacities, <laughs> test this one, because I really want us to agree on, on these massive All the flat things. earthers were right. They're just talking about the wrong earth. It's the new earth that's flat. Have not been created to be thrown away. Right. Taste, sight, touch, smell, hearing, music, right. art, all the things that seem to enrich the life that isn't just scraping out a living will be maximized there and, and yeah, the best harp playing radiate in the world. Right. Right. Well, not in the world. Yeah, everybody can the, play the a harp. The point there. about mm -hmm. football and golf and those things, the underlying, the subtext there is we will have bodies. That's really cool. We will be human beings. We're not going to be ghosts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And many Christians have Think become Jesus, agnostics. Right. You know, if you tell them that Jesus rose from the dead spiritually, yeah. they'll fight you tooth and nail because that's liberalism. But when you ask them, what will, you, what will your body be like? They often say, Bo you know, body. And I, I can't tell you how many times when I've emphasized Jesus in his resurrection appearance, he goes into the kitchen and he rummages in the fridge for some... <laughs> 
Fish. fish and honey and any any sets of his barbecue uh, on the beach. Did they sets have a little barbecue on the beach and John? And this is scriptural. <laughs> yeah. This is the passion translation. Jesus had a body, but read his Bible. This guy, he's just making up stuff. <laughs> Jesus goes to the fridge. And many Christians they watch his TV. They will have bodies, and that's the, the point of this. However glorious it is, it's going to be further on his up iPad. And it's going to be. I think this is one of the best things about. So he's saying that reading the Bible is not important. More solid, more material, more glorious. More weighty, exactly. not uh, not a ghostly, C.S. Lewis ethereal mm-hmm. existence. Amen. Mm-hmm. Now, on the way there, how are we doing? That is such uh, a common misconception. Oh, absolutely. So now I want you guys to just take whatever amount of time you want within you know limits to yeah. sketch. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like this this idea that that God just made us with throwaway bodies mm-hmm. that don't matter. Mm-hmm. Like what? It it doesn't even like it. It doesn't pass the test of even um, like thinking through it. You know, common sense. Like, okay, we have all these things, but what are what is it for? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's uh, and and if and if we're good, like this is very good. You know, we're made in His image, and all that's going to go away. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's good. But it's something we we don't think about enough. Yeah. Because I think in modern um, American evangel- evangelicalism, we are so concerned with getting people saved mm-hmm. that that's the only thing we don't really care about what that salvation means. Like what Doug brought up about in Romans eight, we're predestined to be conformed to the image of Christ. Yeah. It's not predestined to go to heaven, and that's it. It's right. like that is the final goal of that, that eventually when, when we are conformed it's to our, the image of it's Christ. Our reward. Right, yeah. right. Um, that's like the final state. But we should make the proper biblical distinctions that it makes with these terms mm-hmm. of like, what does it mean to be conformed to the image of Christ? What does it mean to, be, um, to have eternal life as opposed to being saved? Mm-hmm. Are they the same exact thing? What does it mean that we get to go and be with the Lord? Is that different from the final new heavens and new earth? Why does that even matter? You know, like what are going to be the differences between them? Um, We can get so focused on, I just need to get people saved. And then I don't really care about what that entails. But that uh, has so many implications because if the goal of our lives are not just to go to heaven, but to be conformed to the image of Christ, that's a day to day act Mm -hmm. that is not a one time we're we're saved and so whenever i die i'm going to go to be with you know to be conformed is it's a process and um that is that will change the way that you live your everyday life instead of being well i prayed this prayer i got baptized and so now it doesn't really matter because i'm going to be saved when i die you know, I'm going to go and be, and and, go, and go, that, to go to heaven. That right? can be the whole focus. Right. You know, right. and, and, but it doesn't, it doesn't line up with the New Testament. Not at all. No. You know, the New Testament is so focused on, you know, um, being conformed, mm-hmm. be what you're, what you were saved to be. And your sanctification, uh, like being still, made holy. Oh, it's a, it's, it's loaded with, it, mm-hmm. you know, it's, um, you know, the salvation is the, is the, the necessary thing to start the process. Mm-hmm. Of being used yes. by God to be His representative, mm-hmm. and we're and justified by we're faith, doing. and that's a one-time thing. You're declared mm-hmm. righteous by God, yeah. but um, then it says, "But when it talks about um, all the evil things that we're not to do, right? 
it's not so that it's like we're going to lose our salvation and stuff. It says, but this, because this is the will of God, your sanctification. It's yeah. like, this is what God is. <clears throat> what does it say? It's God who works in you yeah. to will and to do for his good pleasure. So it's like now when you have that spirit inside of you, which is a one-time act that the spirit regenerates you, yeah. right? You're a new creation, right? If anybody um, is born of God, um, he's a new creation, right? But that is going to have an outplay in your everyday life. And it's in that sanctifying act day by day by day that eventually does result in uh, going to heaven when you die. But man, that's not the only thing that we're saved for. Right. We're saved to do those good works. Absolutely. Uh, every yeah. single day of our lives. And um, that's what they're talking about now, which all four of them agree with, which is great. You know? Yeah. Well, that's good. Because um, uh, a lot of these things, they're just like providing a framework for not just the like the millennium and revelation and, and like that kind of you know what is the mark of the beast kind of end time stuff but like what is the end for christians what is that going to look like and so eschatology goes into just more than just the um you know what will the state of israel be like right you know kind of a thing it's like well that um it, it's more about us right you know and and believers and then what christ is um what Christ is doing in his church and his kingdom leading up to the end Amen. Uh, of the world. Yeah, for sure. So, <clears throat> cool. Good thought. Your position, premillennial, if you want to be called that, postmillennial, if you want to be called that, amillennial, if you want to be called that. I love how distinctive so start and let become, the, though. Let the weird. watchers yeah. of this thing know what that is and, and whatever else you want to say about it, why you like it, why you believe it, but it can't be forever, mm -hmm. okay? So just relatively, sh and whatever. Maybe after this, we'll the, 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 the pause the button. After they question all. Here, and, and the question that settles this discussion Do they is, ever does, really just explain it? I don't think they do. teach <laughs> that there is going to be this thousand-year period it just felt right to between say. a first resurrection and a second resurrection. Yeah. So l l can I just suggest this? Sure. Sketch your position, <laughs> all of you, and then let's go there, mm -hmm. okay? In, in detail. Thank you. Read it. Okay. Read it. Is that okay? You want me to read this passage no, now? No, no. I, I want to yeah, do that I after do. we get the sketch. After we sketch. Are you listening to that all right? Sure. Come on, sure. I mean, so if, my, if you don't I like know, it, just tell me. I don't like that. Yeah. 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 Well, my position is that Revelation does communicate symbols, but we should interpret the symbols in relation to one another. And if we do that, there, it is clear that there's going to be a resurrection of believers, and then they will reign with Christ for a thousand years, and then there'll be another resurrection, a so great white back, throne back judgment. Christ, the next thing on the agenda is Christ comes. Christ that, comes, that's okay, right. That's where the resurrection All the believers happens. rise. Right. The unbelievers do not rise in this first resurrection. Okay. And then the believers all reign with Christ for a thousand years. Right. Literally and on the earth. Literally on the earth. Jesus and is here Jesus in his resurrection here. body. Yes, and, okay. and premillennialists often say that... Uh, there are <laughs> unbelievers who survive his first coming and enter into the millennium and that they then That's uh, a tough have offspring and that, that needs not this. necessarily everyone is regenerated in that period. Yeah. And, and if this seems fantastic and uh, difficult to believe, um, again, I, I just want to, to point to this being a plausible idea for contemporaries of the authors of these texts and... Um, so anyway, anyway, after this period, <laughs> after this thousand-year reign, uh, there will be um, uh, that's one of those things with like Satan. the He's been with like the cheating that we talk about, yes. where it's like because yeah. uh, if you read Revelation, I think it's nineteen, which Sam will bring up at the end, where the rider on the white horse, right, and comes down, and then 
all of the flesh of kings, captains, everything uh, demolished by the coming of Christ. And if the way that he reads that passage is the second coming of Christ, it's like, and then it says, and the flesh of all men have, are like eaten at the great supper of God. And it's a very like graphic yeah, sure. um, demonstration of what happens at the second coming, according to his, the premillennial view of the second coming. So then it's like, well, then how come in the millennium, which comes after that, how can there still be people that are not saved right. yet? You know, and that's a really tough question, you know, to answer. That's tough yeah. um, for that as well as all the other passages in the New Testament besides Revelation that talk about at the second coming, there's no other opportunity to repent, right? right. Um, and that, uh, yeah, like first, Second Thessalonians 1, um, he comes with flaming fire, destroying his adversaries, you know, and then the new heavens and the new earth are after that, you know? It's like there's just no room for right a thousand years where there's believers and unbelievers still right, after right. the second coming, you know, it's just really a tough case to make in my opinion, you know, yeah, so I agree. from what it seems that scripture is saying, but he kind of has to have that for his interpretation of other views. Sure. So it's just one of those things that you don't want to be like reaching and stretching sure. to be like, I guess if that seems weird, well, it's plausible <laughs> kind of a thing, you know, and I get it that um, <clears throat> uh, there are some things in scripture that are hard to understand. Sure. So, you know, and you want to be consistent. And we know the scripture is not lying or false. Right. So somehow it, it, it does all make sense. It's just, it's hard to put the pieces together sometimes. Sure. So good. Yeah. Bound for this thousand years, there'll be a final rebellion. It will be put down. And then the great white throne judgment will be set up. So I, I would read Revelation and then, 20. And then comes the renovation. And then comes the new heavens and the new earth. That's correct. Okay. I think that's clear. Okay. I think that's pretty clear. <laughs> so you, you assumed, you, you mentioned it in retrospect. That when he comes, when Christ comes in the resurrection, there's a binding and a pit thing yes. that are going on. Yes, that's we'll right. Get to we'll that read that passage. Okay, so binding Christ comes, Christians are raised, unbelievers are not. The a millennium, which refers to a, a thousand years. Give or take, it's going to rain for a thousand okay. years. <laughs> okay, a thousand years. Um, At the end of this, Christ will come again and destroy the last enemy, death. The dead will be raised, and we are ushered into the eternal state. So I believe the Judaic aeon. Jim Hamilton. Jim wants to have He's burning a hole in his face. <laughs> Satan's bound now? Yes, with regard to deceiving the nations. And Revelation was written before AD 70. Yes, I'm, yes I'm, thank you. Um, I believe Amen. the book of Revelation was it written. That's a topic we got to go over. I believe all the whole oh, yeah. New Testament, I believe, was written prior to 70 AD. Um, Which so I believe there John is, some, is prophesying some, the destruction uh, of Jerusalem. Um, writings the, the outside of the Bible the that, that do so reference that. Mm -hmm. that they were destined to suffer. The only way we get a date Peter says after the AD 70 to, is from a writing that, uh, outside of for this, the Bible. Right? Mm -hmm. To follow in Jesus' footsteps suffering. Yeah. But that applies to those Christians yeah, before yeah. 70 AD or to us now too. It, it certainly applies to them. That was the context in which that was being written. But... Because Revelation is kind of a weird prophecy. If, well. the, <coughs> if, even though we're going to take over the earth. Well, certainly if the time is near, because we're but it's not. So it wasn't really near. Is, <laughs> right. uh, you know. when, you, uh, when the gospel goes forth, it's going forth into a uh, hostile world. So we're declaring that Christ is Lord, Christ is King. They don't want him to be King. They want to deny that. So you're going to see the same thing played out over and over again. But so you're saying that the gospel is going to take over right. and that we're going to dominate the world. I, at I, which point the suffering would end. Well, or if, I mean, yes, you said a minute ago, right. we're in the millennium, right? Right. So suffering has ended for you. Uh, 
<laughs> That's a good little singer. Well, I hate to break it to you. I love it. <laughs> not, not at this very moment. I'm not, well, this. <laughs> you're, you're persevering. You're all joy. I, I kinda, <laughs> I'm doing okay. Uh, here's, so here's Doug's the, whole view of the millennium uh, is that it's not just like here it is. Right. Now it's you know it's uh, it's progressively throughout right. history. There's a difference between some of the others, uh, more contemporary post-millennialists post-millennialist generally take it as the entire. Church I think it age, seems pretty a, inappropriate so to put the thousand years works. as literal. The dynamic is the it doesn't. Way the golden age is ushered just the way the revelation is written. It's like 144,000, you know, it's like we, we however big so the stadia really is of the, the has taken over New Jerusalem. Probably uh, not literal. No, because Christ probably. is, for example, Christ is it's all symbolic, you know. now, but he has suffered. So you can enjoy the fruit of you can but i'm asking about the suffering that we do as we follow in the footsteps of christ right as we as we suffer i think these are pretty reasonable questions sacrifice yeah. as we send missionaries <coughs> just trying to understand not being jerky yeah. no. um, give their yeah. lives away not wasting their lives as they do, as they do this See that little sort of ode thing, to piper's god book don't waste it. your life god blesses it and it's like his most famous book it, oh really and Doug's like not wasting their life a little odd uh, note oh at some point in history oh odd note <laughs> an odd node possession but i'm pressing this question because i think the new testament is clear that christians are going to follow in the footsteps of jesus and conquer the way he conquered by being faithful unto death not loving their lives even unto death until he comes and then there'll be this this Millennium, but that's clear from what I said a minute ago. Yeah. And I, I don't Doug, see how that fits I think Doug believes that same exact thing. But see, just not we would all the have the same problem, right? In the, in the millennium, you still have followers of Jesus. The, the recipients of Peter's first letter did. Right, They've right, not verbal, been, right, not necessarily physical. Ostracism, that's right. Marginalized. That's yeah. right. And I, it seems to me that your position would demand that all that's over. If well, he doesn't understand the, no. the progressiveness. Well, no, right. so. let, me, let me ask it this way. And even the well, just Satan being bound more, doesn't mean he's not doing anything, just, but he's bound in that he can't stop the gospel from being spread. Or he, he can't deceive the nation. Though. Right, you're, right. You're, you're on the side of my favorite theologian. I know. Okay? I was so going to bring that this up. This is a problem to me. There's two main arguments for post-millennialism. One, it's a lot of fun. And number two, Jonathan Edwards and, believed and it. And Jonathan Edwards believed it, and I'm tempted to rest my case. Believed it. <laughs> believed it past tense. Yeah, that's right. He doesn't believe it anymore. <laughs> He's not anymore. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Not anymore. And I, and I think John is a They're greater so authority than Jonathan yeah. Edwards. And I want to argue eventually, although I'm the moderator, I'm supposed to be careful, um, that the very fun. I don't like the word, but I know what you mean. It isn't like fun. No. That you have <laughs> for can He's be had <laughs> by all three of these. Years. Look at his hair. Do you think he likes fun? I read you and I think, red. hmm. Like bright red. That's what he wears when he gets old. We'll go there. So <laughs> I, I, I don't get Edwards. Yeah. You get Edwards, but, but I, I do get fun. Come on. I get the fun. Yeah, you can have fun. So, but, no, but I wanted yeah, to you can have fun. sketch it out. How long does the Golden Age have to last? Like five years? Well, uh, a year, uh, and, and how do you know when you're there, and what, is it 70% are Christian, or 80, or, you got any of that in your head? Actually, that, that's this a, is the one part on post and I'm not. an easy one, because the answer Sold on. to all of that is, man, we don't know. We don't know. We, how, how could we know that? It does not yet appear. Okay. Mm -hmm. If the final end result, okay. it does not yet appear uh, what we're going to be like. Could it be right now? Could it be right now? We're in it? Well, yeah, I suspect. Cool. Not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Did they enter into it when they had the shining city on the hill here when they first came over? And, and they had this society that was dominated by Essentially, that's believers. what Doug is saying. Yeah, like, what happened to America with the, the Constitution? If that was throughout the whole world, that would be because, uh, the Great Commission uh, really sure. being successful. I should say that from the Reformation, very early on, the, within the first few generations in the Reformation, down through Jonathan Edwards and, and men like Warfield, the, uh, po the post-millennial view has been very, very common in Reformed um, and circles. And most of those early settlers, all um, post-mill. Yeah, sure. for for a long period of time. And one of the That's kind of why they were kind of conquering, if you will. And this goes you know, off of your talk this the, morning the, uh, uh, about the new heavens right, and the new exactly. earth and, and confusing the gift with the giver. That we should learn, from, a sage once said, the only thing we learn from history is that we don't learn from history. Uh, we really need to be humble Isn't that about interesting how what's it Doug's view, he's like expecting the world the to be Christianized before Jesus comes back. I don't have and any in idea the primo view, you're waiting for the world to be like, like completely taking it five years. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that right. it's going to be a whole yeah. lot better for the gospel and for the nations and for the people of God than and there's than kind now. of verses for both. Just as we are in a much, you know? um, our, our sufferings are nothing compared to what happened in the persecutions under Diocletian. Right, but there are people in Iran, maybe, or in Turkey. All oh, right, all right. Maybe have it as bad or worse. <laughs> uh, absolutely, yeah. The, the, the 20th century was the century so of martyrdom. Being there were more then. martyrs in that century. But in, in our stream, what do you do about the people we have Iran? it better. They're not, they're not, they're not being persecuted. Yeah. Because of what they did, we've inherited that blessing. Now, what I'm saying is that process can occur in all nations at all, all time, and, and subsequent generations can receive yeah, the yeah. benefit of the start. faithfulness of previous Before generations. Before I fall asleep so on camera, you my have eyes are huge ambiguity. Big time. Yeah. Who's got ambiguity? <laughs> Feel a little punchy now? <laughs> I'm Who so did tired. you say has ambiguity? Yeah, what is it? Let's, uh, let's close it up. All right. All right, we will push the pause button there. Uh, we are about halfway through uh, this video. But um, yeah, I hope you guys really enjoyed it. Let us know in the comments uh, what you think about this format too, of us uh, little counterculture counter reacts. Yeah, uh, Let like us know it. what you thought about that, if it's um, more engaging, or uh, if you'd like us to do more videos like this, uh, where you have the video that you can kind of follow along with. We'll obviously put this whole video down below. I'd encourage you to watch the whole thing. You know, we had to cut out some parts for time's sake. But the whole thing, watch it, you know, 20, 25 times at least. Most videos are not two it. hours long that we do either. So right. This, right. Is, this is a long one, but it's important. Yeah. But we did make it halfway through, which is actually more than I thought we yeah, were going no to today. No so, yeah. So thank you guys for watching. And uh, we will see you again uh, next time on uh, Counterculture Catch-Up. Remember to to go to all of our sponsored pages, uh, Born Again Baking, Friends of Today's Choice. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And remember... Because all of these people believe they believe this. Remember that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church of Christ. That is our promise. Come on, son. Come on.